At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? It's been a wild day so far in the world of college basketball. We got a lot to get to in the next hour. I would say, what, 99% college hoops today here on the edge uh, because it is a fantastic conference tournament day. Uh, conference tournaments in their quarterfinals, whatever it is. We got a lot to get to, and there was a lot that already happened. It's not even 1.30 on the, in the afternoon here in the West Coast. Man. There was a lot that happened before noon today, no <laughs> doubt about it. You know, I'm a little bit uh, confused why you're here today. After three months of careful planning and high-level meetings between you and the executives to send you out to the Mountain West Tournament to report live, and now all of a sudden you're back here in the studio. Oh, I'm going to be there. Huh? I'm going to be there for the rest of the day. I got night. I got I got hits planned later tonight. Oh, is that this right? Afternoon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Live from there, it'll be great. Absolutely fantastic. So we'll see what's going to happen because it's actually a really good tournament, and uh, we'll get to that score because uh, we had a little bit of a I had a little bit of a rough beat there in the first half with the Wolfpack against Boise State, but uh, a rough beat if you I don't know like Mitch Moss had a really cheap money line price on uh, Michigan that you bet earlier in the week against Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this seventy four to sixty nine? We start in the Big Ten tournament because this is I think the story of the early morning. Michigan closes as a three point favorite, total of one thirty seven. Blows a 17-point lead in the second half to lose the game. Wolverines went over 10 minutes in the second half without a field goal. Came in today, too, by the way, on the bubble. Last four buys, according to Lenardi. Now you would think in danger of missing out potentially on the NCAA tournament. It's possible this seemed like a play-in game. Whoever uh, won this uh, early morning game in the Big Ten was going to be in the field. Now it looks like the Indiana Hoosiers are going to be in the field. Yep. Uh, they win 74-69. That number opened Michigan minus one and a half. Closed Wolverines three. Uh, they have a big lead in the second half. They're up 13 at halftime and uh, up about 15 with uh, 10 minutes to go or so, uh, 12 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And can't find, can't find a way to put the ball in the basket for about a 10-minute stretch. Typically when a team blows a big lead like this, it's because of missed free throws. Michigan shot 19 for 21 at the free throw line. Jamal, or excuse me, Juwan Howard didn't adjust to anything, and Indiana brought the intensity in the second half. And Howard didn't make adjustments. I think Michigan might have been better off if Phil Martelli coached this game. It was Howard's first game back after the five-game suspension. The first half was great, 41-28 Michigan. I was on the Michigan side here, laid a cheap price with the Wolverines. Uh, But you learn uh, when you bet college hoops or the NBA, and especially when you bet these tournaments when things get crazy, you you don't count uh, your winnings too soon because we see a lot of crazy comebacks. Yesterday we saw an Arizona State meltdown. Yep. Uh, this morning, Michigan. 
How about Texas? We just watched Chris Beard blow a 20-point lead and lose to TCU. So things, these things happen in these uh, tournament settings. You have desperate underdogs trying to make the tournament in Indiana. Uh, deserves credit. The Hoosiers played their asses off in the second half. And Jamal, excuse me again, I yeah. keep thinking of Jamal Crawford. Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard uh, did not make the adjustments at all to what uh, Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers were doing. And it ends up being a five-point loss, which is unthinkable. Uh, at halftime of that game, Indiana outscored Michigan by 18 points in the second half. Yep. It was nuts. And it, today, overall, has just been pretty crazy. You talk about some of these blown double-digit leads. Uh, you mentioned that Texas TCU game. How about Texas A&M in Florida? Uh, Texas A&M, 16-point yeah. lead yeah. at one point in yeah. that game. That goes to overtime, where at one point, Florida takes its first lead of the game in the extra period, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, this is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hassan Diara rattles in a triple with four-tenths of a second left to go to win that game. Uh, but Focusing on the Big Ten as we look at this, too. Now, uh, Illinois will move on, or excuse me, Indiana will move on to take on Illinois tomorrow in that matchup. And this is a Michigan team that I know you were looking at this Ken Palm thing that sent in in terms of the projections by Ken Palm standards. This is a Michigan team that had a, uh, what, according to Ken Palm, 54.4% chance moving on to the quarters, 22.2 to get to the semis, and overall 4.4% shot at getting the entire thing. Yeah, oh, they're not going to be playing anymore. Ken Palm sends out his conference tournament calculations. Basically, it's the odds to win, percentage chance of yep. a team to advance throughout the bracket and win the championship. And uh, what I was trying to refer to on yesterday's show was in the Big Ten, uh, Purdue is the favorite, and Iowa had the second-best chance to win the championship. And yep. I've got – I'm playing the rollover, money line rollover game with the Hawkeyes. I bet them this morning on the money line. I'm going to roll it over on each game because I think – I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm going to get better than a, a th- plus 350 or a four to one payback on the Hawkeyes if they run the table in the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. How Don't about count your this? winnings yet? Don't count your Hawkeyes winnings. are taking no prisoners. <laughs> uh, they just put away the uh, Northwestern Wildcats by about 30. Yep. I think it was 107 to One, 70, 112 to yep. 76, 112 to 76. The hottest offensive team, maybe not just in the Big Ten but in the country right now, the Iowa Hawkeyes. They blow out the Purple Cats from Northwestern. Uh, so uh, a really interesting start to the day in the Big Ten tournament. Yep. Uh, also, a blown lead uh, at one point in the game, but it's worth noting, uh, Devil, the Blue Devils were up 11 points oh, in the first geez. half against Syracuse. That was a back-and-forth game. Pull away late. Uh, ultimately went 88-79. to 79. Huh? That's an understatement. What's that? Pull away late. They were, they were tied with about three and a oh, half yeah. minutes to go. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a Syracuse team with no Buddy Bayheim, who was suspended. And rightly so. Jay Billis put up a video last night on his Twitter page that it was wrong to suspend Buddy Beheim. Billis looked like a buffoon <laughs> uh, for that opinion. But, he, you know, he's, he's trying to protect his friends, right? Trying Pretty to protect. level-headed when it comes to Duke. No, he's, prote- yeah, he's trying to protect uh, Jim Beheim. Beheim and Coach K are tight. Yeah. That's what that was all about. Uh, Jim Beheim can't come out and say, you, can't, you shouldn't suspend my son. Mm-hmm. He has to have Jay Billis say it for him. And that, that's why Billis put up the video last night. Hey, I, I didn't want to see Buddy Bayheim suspended for this game either. I want to see the best players on the floor. But if you punch an opponent in the stomach, I don't care if the refs missed it or not. Right. you got to be suspended for a game. And uh, even without Buddy Bayheim, Syracuse's best player, this is a tie game late. The number was bet up from 11.5 to as high as uh, 15 or 16 in some spots. And Duke... Barely escapes, 88 to 79, and it was a lot closer than that. Like I said, I think the game was tied at 75. Like 70, or, yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, tied at 75 late, so. 72 uh, maybe, yeah. Blue Devils a little bit lucky uh, to avoid that scare. Maybe, maybe they took uh, Syracuse lightly, thinking that Buddy Beheim's not there. We're going to waltz past these guys. It's going to be a walkover. That was not the case. The game does fly over the total of 146.5, uh, but uh, Duke – is going to, regardless, probably get a, uh, well, Miami's made it interesting. B.C. Yes. or Miami? B.C. or Miami is going to face Duke in the next round. I think Duke is going to end up in that ACC title game against uh, Notre Dame or North Carolina, most likely. Yeah, right now, Boston College up 49-47 over Miami. Miami closed 7.5, the total 137. So really quickly, before we get to the Mountain West, uh, because one of those games is underway, scoreboard right now, for those who are interested in watching, about 16-49 left to go uh, in the uh, second half here. Marquette trailing Creighton 39-33 uh, in that matchup. Uh, let's see, Stanford, how about this? 
after what happened yesterday, now mm-hmm. they're getting a little feisty with Arizona. Arizona up 40-37 at the break in the Pac-12 quarterfinals. We're just getting under Arizona is 16-point favorites. Yes, 16-point favorite. That got uh, bet up, too, from 15, so a little bit of support there. Boise State up 38-33. This was 38-35 a... 38-35 uh, now. Okay, well, thank God. Underway now, in the second half. Uh, now they've added Ooh. decisive score. Now 41-35. Yeah, it was an 18-5 to run to end the first half there for Boise State. One of 13 Nevada was in their final 13 yeah. shots from the floor to end that half. So up 28-20. Now trailing 41 You bet the first half in that game. That was a tough uh, tough beat for you. I did not bet any of my dogs in the first half today. No? No. We talked about that philosophy yesterday. I decided not to do that today. <laughs> I like it. Some, uh, days, some days I feel like doing it. Some days yeah. not. And uh, today I just didn't do it. And, and I, uh, I guess got lucky with uh, Nevada. Butler was a dog I bet this morning. Butler probably should have beat Providence. Yes. Blows the game late. Loses yeah, Providence 60. continues to do this, man. Providence now 11-2 and two in games decided by five points or fewer. Yep. The Friars play with fire, but they get away with it, and they beat the uh, Bulldogs uh, by four. But Butler gets the cash if you uh, took the points plus seven and a half. Uh, and uh, three games that are in the first half, one that's about to get to the, to the break, 39-23 LSU up on top of Missouri. They were off to a massive start here. Missouri is making it a little, a little bit more competitive. But LSU closes 11 with a total of 133. How about West, Kansas? I was going to say West Virginia and Kansas. Well, Kansas up 37-13 right now, 319 left to go in the first. Uh, Kansas, I think, closed – what did they close? Did they close 10? Yes. Yeah, right. 10 in that range. Yeah, over West Virginia. Uh, then Tulsa, Wichita State. This is in the first round of the uh, American. Tulsa closes, I think, uh, I got six on my screen, somewhere in that range. Or excuse me, West, uh, Wichita State closes in the range of five and a half, six in that matchup. So a lot of games that are underway that we'll keep track of. In the last two minutes here, let's go to the Mountain West because I know, one, I'm going to be out there. But two, uh, it's an interesting conference because there is a team that's going to be in action in about an hour and a half in Wyoming that is firmly on the bubble, mm-hmm. that is trying to keep their season alive. They're taking on uh, UNLV. And we also had a really massive line move in the game after that in Colorado State and Utah State. So where do you want to go? Which one of those two? I'll, I'll give the floor to you, man. Well, I bet Colorado State minus two. Uh, I'm not fully on board with laying the inflated number here. I yes. think this is going to be one of those games that you look at and say, why Colorado State open minus two? That's a low number. I think we're going to f- probably find out when we watch the game why the number was that low. I think it's going to be uh, a lot tougher than it looks on paper. The Rams beat Utah State both times mm-hmm. uh, this season. Uh, if you look at that shot quality website, do you look at the shot quality charts? Uh, every once in a while. Why would you get? What uh, you well, it indicated that Utah State was uh, a lot more competitive or uh, oh, deserved yeah. a lot better faith than the score indicated in those two games between Utah State and Colorado State, and I think uh, some betters who use that information are going to bet that accordingly. Uh, but I, I like Colorado State to advance here. Um, but, again, I laid two. I can't really recommend laying four. I, I, I hate to say, hey, lay this bad number, but I oh, have yeah. it at a, at a better number. I think San Diego State's going to take out Fresno, but I'm not going to recommend laying the points. It's That's one of those games. If Fresno's 0-2 against the Aztecs this year, mm-hmm. and uh, – Highly likely that that game's going to go to the wire. I kind of feel like taking the points with Fresno after the Bulldogs survived a scare last night from San Jose, but I haven't played that Yeah, yet. they're much better than what they showed against San Jose State yesterday, and even in those matchups in the regular season. But, hey, uh, get everything you need to bet the madness this year. We're 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoos, Peterson, Matt Humans, hey, me, uh, Jonathan Vautobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team conference player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today. Last through April 5th for only $19? That's insane. Go to vcin.com slash madness. All right, we have plenty left to get to here on The Edge. Uh, We'll come back. A lot of good games that have yet to tip later today, including one I can't wait to uh, get Matt Eumann's opinion on down to T-Mobile. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you're going to bet today, you are. Uh, go check out the new betting splits data. It's for every single game. You want to use it. Go to vcin.com. Check it out. There's a lot of stuff to make you a smarter better and to help you out. Maybe win some wagers. All right. We got a lot to get to. A lot to get to. Let's roll through some of the games that will tip off later today, Matt Humans, And let us begin over the Pac-12 tournament. Oregon Ducks taking on the Colorado Buffaloes. Really interesting matchup. Ducks win comfortably over uh, Oregon State. Offensively, in terms of the efficiency, 1.2 points per possession, forced 13 turnovers, had 220-point scores. So a pretty good performance from the Ducks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at this matchup, really curious to get your thoughts because these two split the season series, road team won each matchup. Now, I think initially people would look at this and go, well, wait a minute, Ducks closed minus eight at home, minus two and a half on the road in these two games. But I would think that the difference that you're seeing in a number like this is the fact that, as we know, uh, Will Richardson is not available for Oregon. So that makes this a little bit tighter. Um, I'm really interested in this game because I feel like maybe this is the contest in which you feel the absence of Will Richardson against the Colorado team that can shoot the ball extremely well, mm-hmm. uh, that can score, and has been an undervalued team. 7-3 ATS in their last 10, the Buffaloes have been. How so. many of those were at home? Uh, let me double check. I'll get that for you in two seconds. But as you can tell, I'm kind of looking in one direction here. I would lean Colorado here, but I, I didn't play this game. I'm probably not going to bet it for a reason, uh, be, the reason being that um, – the Buffaloes are a different team in Boulder, and Dana Altman seems to have some sort of Vegas magic. When he brings a team down here, no matter what, the guy tends to win. Uh, he comes down this week without his uh, top scorer, his point guard, Will Richardson, and uh, jumps out to a 12-0 lead on Oregon State yesterday and cruises to a 14-point win. Yeah. Uh, remind me again, by the way, to never bet a team with a record of 3-27. and 27 You got because it. Because I'm done. That's it. You got it. Or uh, a record <laughs> even close to that. Really I'm not going to bet an ugly dog like that ever again. Uh-oh. First score check, I see 12-0 Oregon. I throw something across the room. I'm like, that's it. I knew I shouldn't have bet that dog. <laughs> and uh, the Beavers were dead from the start. Um I don't know what it is about Dana Altman, but even without Will Richardson, it seems like this team might still be dangerous. Uh, so 
Uh, and you know what? I have to admit this, too. We were talking about it yesterday, Will Richardson's absence and how you kind of write off the ducks at that point. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know, because I've said all year I'm not the biggest Will Richardson fan. I don't yeah. really don't like the way he runs the offense. And uh, so maybe it's not that big a loss, even though it looks like it, when you talk about the leading scorer being out. Yeah. Uh, so- I'm just not sure the Buffaloes, how dangerous they are away from their home court. At home, they could beat about anybody. Well, and see, here's the thing. With Colorado this year, at least the way that this has panned out, uh, they're actually they're 5-11 and ATS at home. It's 7-3 and ATS on the road this season, Colorado has been. Uh, and if you look to, by the way, because you asked the question, just clean that up. Well, give me straight up records because this is a pick em game. Uh, right. Yeah, home games 12-5, and away games 6-4. and that's a pretty good away record for yeah, the Buffaloes. Right, yeah. given, given where they've they're been They're not at. that good away from home. Um, finished the regular season on an overall 6-2 and two ATS run of those games. Four of those were on the road. And then I mentioned the 7-3 and three ATS mark on the road. So, uh, overall, that's where I was leaning here, too. Because in terms of Colorado, the ability to shoot, the, under, the undervalued nature of them on the road or in a neutral now in this situation. But, you know, I, will, uh, I did take the one with Colorado. To your point, though, it was not one in which I was comfortable because there are coaches who just know what they're kind of doing this time of year. Yeah. Even even if their team comes in in pretty poor form, missing their, one of their best players, Dana Altman's that kind of guy. Syracuse is one of those teams, too. Uh, it's anno- it was annoying. Every every March. <laughs> you know, Some people like to write off Syracuse, and then yep. all of a sudden you get to a tournament, whether it's the Big East, ACC, or whatever, and before you know it, Jim Beheim is uh, – is making a run, and today he's without his best player, his kid, and uh, had Duke on the ropes right. with uh, three minutes to go. Uh, so that's that's one thing that concerns me about Dana Altman. He just he seems to have that uh, yep. that March magic. So perfectly fair. Uh, all right, let's go to the other matchup later today. Uh, UCLA, and we got a couple of these, of course, in, in the Pac-12. But UCLA is going to take on Washington State. Uh, it's funny how this works, right? We've brought this up with the Washington State uh, before with the betting market. Uh, they were they closed what eight eight and a half against Cal the other day. They failed to cover that game, mm-hmm. uh, win that one just by just barely, but still sixty six to fifty nine. Well, that's the last second number, last right. second three pointer by the Golden Bears to get it on the back door. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but still, it just shows that hey, you know what, market just a little too high on a number with Washington State yet again, laying a pretty big number, and yet here open six and a half all the way up to nine now for UCLA. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny how the the market has this really big affinity for the Cougars when they are favored, but not so much when they are underdogs. And uh, the Bruins did take it to them the time that they played early. The season, yeah, I was, I was leaning Washington State in this game. Uh, not sure I'm going to play. It seems to me that number is too high. Me too. I think the, I think the number is too high on the Bruins, and um, that might be one of this might be one of those games where I actually split the unit and bet half of it in the first half on Washington State and half of it for the game because I could see the Cougars actually uh, coming out ready to play and the Bruins maybe being the opposite. UCLA's off a, a big win over USC and. Uh, you don't always see the Bruins show up uh, focused to begin a game, and that might be the case again tonight. I, I don't have a strong opinion here, but I lean to the dog. Yeah, I, I would agree. And when you look at down the stretch, the Bruins were playing pretty well, actually, uh, before that uh, failed cover against USC. They had covered five out of six games, and mm-hmm. uh, I can understand support here. But this is one of those interesting ones where it's a little off market from the Ken Palm line, too. This is projected seven-point win for UCLA. We're up to nine, and it's a team that uh, the market has had this weird affinity for. Now, all of a sudden, just hand over fist betting against them. So from there, we go to the nightcap. I didn't have a really good read here. Washington taking on USC. Opener was USC 5 with a total of 141. Uh, on the screen right now, I've got in front of me 6.5 with a total of about 141.5. And, and some spots are actually flashing 7 here in favor of the Trojans. Yeah, we're going to pass on this one uh, too. Well, I, I might bet the uh, previous game, but I'm not going to play yeah. this one. Uh, I, I don't have any feel for Washington, what this team's going to do. And uh, USC, I've I felt like is uh, one of the luckiest teams in the country. You talk about Providence being lucky. I think mm-hmm. UFC's luck factor has been off the charts. I'm not sure how Andy Enfield's got this team to where it is right now, but <clears throat> I would go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and pass and look for something else. When I think you kind of saw that down the stretch. In fact, this game is the reason I'm not going to the Pac-12 tournament tonight because I have no opinion. I don't want to bet it. So I don't want to be out there. I'm going to go to the Big West uh, okay. tonight instead. Yeah. Uh, and to, to your point really quickly on USC, because you look at the way that this year ended, and I would agree, like, whether it's luck or whether it's just a team that's probably not as good as perception uh-huh. at this point, uh, you lose those two games to the big boys, right? UCLA and Arizona. You get smoked by Arizona in that game. And then you're tooth and nail 
with the, like Oregon State. Yeah, you were, you know, or excuse me, Oregon, you were a four point underdog, but you barely get by 70 to 69. That Oregon State game, right? The 94 91 nail biter there, the Washington right. State game. So uh, I would agree with you that the, this does seem to be a team that is a more perception than anything else when it comes uh, to USC. So Pac 12 wrapped up. Uh, as we look ahead, let me throw a big uh, let me throw a Big Ten game at you. I want to get your thoughts because I thought this was pretty interesting. Penn State and Ohio State uh, opens up three and a half in favor of the Buckeyes. Total one thirty one and a half. I think we're up to as high as five and a half in some spots right now um, in favor of the Buckeyes. I think it's just five now potentially. But what I wanted to ask you was, so Kyle Young not playing tonight, and while that not might might not move the needle, we're talking about a guy that's averaging what twenty two minutes a game, mm-hmm. averaging eight points per game. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that this number is moving in favor of Ohio State, given the fact that a pretty key role player is not going to be available today. Yeah, and we saw Penn State get blown out at home by Nebraska recently. Yeah. But, hey, look how hot the Cornhuskers have been. So I don't think uh, you can downgrade Penn State too much off that poor performance. I lean Penn State here. In fact, I was on the app this morning looking at that five and saying, you know, if that gets to six, I'm going to bet Penn State. I mm-hmm. uh, just want a little bit better price. Uh, with some of the crazy stuff that happens in these in-game situations, you can have a team, uh, you, you can take six with a dog. Believe me, I've been sweating these out the past uh, couple days just in these tournaments. You take six or seven with a dog, it could be a two-point game in the final minute, and uh, you might be lucky to get there. Uh, so uh, if, with uh, five and a half showing, if there's a six up there, I'll, I'll probably pay, play Penn State. I think uh, – the Buckeyes are fragile favorites in this spot. And we've seen Ohio State play some pretty poor basketball. Don't forget, yes. just on Sunday, a Michigan team with no Hunter Dickinson uh, went to Columbus. Caleb Houston shot 0 for 10, and the Wolverines still beat the Buckeyes uh, in that game in Columbus on Sunday. I think Ohio State is limping into this Big Ten tournament, and uh, the Nittany Lions look like live dogs to me. So that might be a play for me this and, afternoon. And you hit on with the other thing with me in Ohio State, not only just the absence, we're talking about a team that that lost four out of their last seven games. Yeah, uh, that lost games. You mentioned that Michigan game. How about the loss to Maryland? You mentioned Nebraska, um, going to overtime with Indiana and getting by in that game, mm-hmm. right? And I think they ended up covering that game, but obviously overtime is much closer than the yeah. final score indicates. Yeah, I've been less than impressed with Ohio State, and it kind of started with that loss to Iowa. Right in in Iowa's, it's you know Iowa's pretty cool, frankly pretty good, but Ohio State has not really ended the season strong, and it's uh, been one that has kind of left me scratching my head in terms of the respect there for them. Also lost that game to Rutgers, but that was during that stretch where Rutgers was beating everybody when they were going uh, over there. All right, uh, before we get out of here, last sixty seconds, did you have any opinion? Uh, did you say you said something on St. John's Villanova or no? Yeah, I did play yeah. St. John's plus okay. seven. Circa went to seven when most books were at six and a half, and. Typically, I won't do that because Circus is a sharp book. So that means they were taking sharp money on Villanova. But, I, you know, I've been watching a lot of the Big East tournament, and I got a feeling about the St. John's team playing really well tonight. It's the Mecca Magic, JVT, <laughs> at the Garden. You can kind of sense it. I, I watched uh, St. John's yesterday blow away DePaul with a huge run. And if you look at Posh Alexander and Champagny and even Aaron Wheeler, Mike Anderson's got these guys playing well, and they're really confident right now. I think Villanova's going to win a nail-biter. Uh, here, so I, I took seven with St. John's. I do think it's going to be a down to the wire type of game in the Garden, and the Johnnies are going to feed off the, the energy of the crowd here. Uh, I think they could be live dogs. All right, we got more in the Big Ten on the other side, and also uh, in the Big Twelve, we got a pretty intriguing matchup. Baylor going to take on Oklahoma Sooners. Rebounded nicely to end the regular season, but how do they match up here against the Bears? We'll find out. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Look at that photo, JBT. Is that tantalizing or what? Oh, the KFC yeah. chicken sandwich. I'm a big pickle guy. Big pickle guy in my chicken sandwich. Love it. Love it. I'm looking at the, the chicken there, and you're looking at the pickles? Well, it's a good addition is what I'm saying to a chicken sandwich. Okay. Good chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah, of course it is. I agree. Pickles. Yeah. There you go. See? All right. Now we're back on the same page. We're buddies again. Uh, all right. 58-49. Left uh, 10, 10 left to go in the second half over to the Thomas and Mack up the street from here. That is Boise State, the favorite to win the conference tournament with a nine-point lead over Steve Alford's Nevada Wolfpack. So we'll see if they can stay within that number. Kind of floating around. 
see if they can actually do it. But Steve Alford's unhappy with the call right there. Shocking. Uh, yeah. How many coaches actually agree with calls? Good call, coach. You ever hear that? <laughs> good call, Blue. Nice job, Ruff. <laughs> I like it. That was uh, a good one. It's like the yeah. stupid uh, sportsmanship commercial, right? He's like, oh, coach, I stepped out. Like, no, 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 you didn't. All right. So we have a lot to get to. Let's um, let's go with the Big Ten matchup really quickly before we get to the Big 12, Matt. Uh, Maryland, Michigan State. So we get to see this uh, regular season finale played, what, about four days ago or so. Spartans won just their fourth win and third cover since the beginning of February. So overall, four and seven straight up, three and eight ATS. Uh, end to the regular season for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the loss for the Terrapins actually ruined a 5-1 straight-up and ATS run. They were they were playing pretty good basketball before they lost that game to Michigan State. Also played a tight one in College Park. So <laughs> what do you make of this uh, this matchup here <laughs> in the Big Ten? Sorry. Turnover or what? I, I just can't watch Nevada guys dribble the ball off their foot one more time. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, it just That's the second time it's happened in the past. Let's see it. Uh, Desmond Cambridge. Uh, right oh, there yeah. off his leg. Yep. Uh, anyway. That's part of uh, doing a live show when uh, we have action on the games and we got six right. different this games at the same time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to make of this game because Michigan State was a bet I made Sunday. Michigan State minus six against Maryland, and, and the Spartans got out to about a 25-point lead, yep. and it looked like they were going to coast. And uh, I liked them in that spot a lot in East Lansing. I don't like them that much this spot in, in this spot in Indianapolis in the uh, tournament opener. Uh, Maryland's actually been pretty feisty here down the stretch with a one-point loss at Purdue, some pretty good performances away from home. Uh, and this number, minus two, almost makes it look uh, too easy uh, to just lay it with Michigan State against a Maryland team that's underachieved most of the season, right? Most yep. people are going to look and say, oh, Tom Izzo in March, Michigan State minus two, got to lay that. Uh, no, nah, not necessarily. This is one of those games I just I'm I'm going to stay away from. Okay, I'm going to have action on most of the Big Ten games, Mountain West games. Yeah, um, Michigan State is one of those teams right now. I want to bet against, but I'm not really sure if I, I want to bet Maryland as a two point dog. If if you give me more points than two with Maryland, I, I probably would have played this. You know, if, if we were talking about three and a half or four, I probably would have played it, but not a two. All right, so that cleans up the Big Ten. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Uh, I am interested in this Oklahoma-Baylor game. So opens up uh, – some spots opened, uh, let's see, 8.5 with a total of 135.5. It's a projected seven-point line by Ken Palm standards. Uh, Baylor, just the usual. LJ Cryer, questionable to play. He's missed 10 out of the last 11. He came back from that injury for one game uh, and then ultimately uh, got – whatever was uh, re-aggravated, whatever it was, and he's questionable yet again to play today. Now, Oklahoma, this – I think this is interesting from Oklahoma standpoint, Matt, because if you remember, uh, I was in on that Texas Tech game right after they lost uh, – Elijah Harkless, and mm-hmm. they got smoked oh, yeah. by the Red Raiders, absolutely destroyed. And it was right after losing to Iowa State. So it looked like they were dead in the water, but they win and cover three straight. But it's Okie State, West Virginia, and Kansas State, right, for Oklahoma coming into the end of the regular season. I just wonder, again, without Harkless on the floor there, what does your offense look like against a defensive team like Baylor? Probably not good. I, right. I would look uh, Baylor and under yep. in this game. I don't like to play favorites, but I think uh, – the Bears' defense is going to be too much for Oklahoma to handle. And um, I would expect a low-scoring game and not much offense out of Oklahoma. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, the Texas I, Tech game, 0.65 points per possession. Ooh, man. It was a 66-42 to 42 loss. <laughs> to give them credit, I think they were down by like seven at halftime. And then second half just got absolutely bludgeoned by the Red Raiders. Uh, all right, speaking of which, Iowa State and Texas Tech open here seven with a total of 123 and a half. Uh, Red Raiders will take on Iowa State in the nightcap in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Kevin McCuller, who was uh, on the injury report, is probable to play good. Ten points, five rebounds, three assists. Key piece for the Red Raiders. This number up to eight and a half uh, over the Cyclones with a total of 125 and a half. It does seem that the luster has worn off of uh, T.J. Otzelberger's Iowa State club. T.J. Otzberger, he, he was, uh, before he landed the UNLV job, he was at South Dakota State, and he was a 14-point favorite with Mike Dom in the first round of the Summit Tournament. One and covered. And he got beat. Oh. <clears throat> got beat by Western <laughs> Illinois. And, um, you know, this he, he's no genius. He's got to have more talent than you if he's going to beat you. And mm-hmm. in this case, he doesn't have more talent than Texas Tech. Uh, can Iowa State keep it within this number? Yeah, of course. It's possible. I'm, and the total's so low. I have trouble betting. Here's the deal. When you, you see these low totals around 120, for me it's tough to bet under low totals like that because mm-hmm. these teams are in desperate end-of-season situations, and they'll foul to the bitter end sometimes. Yep. So you might see a, a bunch of fouling and free throws at the end of the game to push a score over a low total like 125. Uh, 
this is one of those games, if you want some action, put Texas Tech on a money line parlay with something else you're confident is going to win. Uh, I'm not going to lay the points, but I think Tech – it was a pretty good bet to win the game. Yeah, for those who don't remember, they did split the regular season series. But you go back to uh, the loss uh, that Texas Tech took that was on the road, 51-47. Uh, they did take a late lead that was actually a pretty close game, but ultimately it was Iowa State who ended up winning that game. And if I remember correctly, let me double check here, uh, yes, uh, in that first matchup, in that loss, uh, the Red Raiders were slightly shorthanded. Terrence Shannon didn't play in that game. So something worth noting here as you head down the You stretch. know, also I should mention that uh, I was on – uh, the radio show with uh, Ryan Hyatt in Lubbock, Texas yeah. today, talking about a lot of different topics, but uh, talk a little bit about the Big 12. Mark Adams has done a phenomenal job taking over for Chris Beard oh, in Lubbock. Just incredible. an outstanding job. I'd like to see the Red Raiders make a tournament run here so do I. and whip Iowa State. I know that uh, you're a big Texas Tech guy. Uh, you got to love the way this team's played defense. And Texas Tech fans have to love the way Chris Beard bowed out of the Big 12 tournament today. Mm-hmm. How about Chris Beard as a 20, uh, with a 20-point lead going down to Jamie Dixon and the TCU Horned Frogs today? We talked about Michigan's collapse, Arizona State's collapse. Is anything worse than what happened to Texas? No, I mean... Up 20 in the second half, and Chris Beard loses the game. I think Marcus Carr, the transfer from Minnesota, has been a big disappointment. This team just doesn't have much toughness. And uh, Texas, a five-and-a-half-point favorite, goes down 65-60 to TCU. And uh, Texas up, I believe, 18 points at the half. Yeah. I'll double-check. I know you love this. in the this. second half of this game. Let's see. You just don't expect coaches like Chris Beard to blow those types of leads. But uh, it happened. 97.1%. That was the max win. <laughs> that, was the win. That, was, that was the win probability, <laughs> according to Ken Palm's website. Yeah. There was, uh, way, there was way too much time left in a game for the win probability to be 97%. Again, these models and these models. No, the 2.9% happened. And these models need That's, to be reworked. No, the 2.9% happened. That's what happened there. Didn't say 100%. Uh, By but, the way, I was at the WAC tournament last night. Yeah. And uh, a couple things entertaining about the WAC tournament at the Orleans Arena. Mm hmm. They have a PA announcer who's like, uh, who's that pro wrestler who goes, woo? Who is that? Uh, I, Ric Flair. There we Ric go. Flair. Thank you. Okay, I, wrestling so, is not my alley. I know that, though. If Wes Reynolds was here, he would have been all over that. Uh, yes. Our producer, Matt Santos, We've given that. you his backstory. He'd still be talking right now. Ric Flair. The Wax got a, a PA announcer who's like Ric Flair. Okay. And when a guy hits a three-pointer, he goes, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> and uh, if a guy drives through the lane for a layup, he'll go, take it to the house. Okay. <laughs> Stuff like that. He's actually pretty entertaining. At first, I thought, what is this clown show? And then I warmed up to it, and I was like, this guy's entertaining. And he, <laughs> he looks like a character, too. And also, Utah Valley had a, uh, a pep band there last yeah. night. Dressed up. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. The Green Man Group. Yeah, yeah. yeah dressed up like the Blue Man Group, but the Green Man, and they put on a hell of a show last night. Utah Valley deserved a better fate in that game. They got the best big man in the whack. They went away from him in the second half and turned a four-point halftime lead into an eight-point loss. But I got to tell you, that was a pretty entertaining game last night, late last night in the WAC tournament at the Orleans. I'm going to head out to the Big West tonight. Have you seen San Jose State has this fan that dresses, uh, he has a duck mask and yes, he carries around a it. giant he loaf of He was at the Thomas spread. Mac yesterday. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he followed me on Twitter. I followed him back. It was great. Um, really quickly to update this, uh, we talk about all these blown leads and these massive comebacks. Uh, it is not an official comeback, but LSU did lead 34-9 to at one point in this game. Mm-hmm. It is now 46 to 35 with 1350 left to go in the second half. So LSU scuffling offensively against Missouri again, still holding an 11 point lead. But oh, when I walked into the South Point, I looked up and it was 30 to eight. Yep. And uh, LSU's an 11 point favorite. I'm sure a lot of betters who laid the 11 are thinking, all right, that's a winner. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> uh, also, we not are going yet. to uh, overtime in the ACC tournament quarterfinal, Barclays Center, I believe, right is where they're playing. Uh, Miami and Boston College, yep. 65, locked it up. Uh, five minutes now in the overtime period. We're just starting there. Winner will go on to take on Duke. Yeah, we should mention, too, that number one Arizona, at least number one in the Pac-12 tournament, tied right now with yes. Stanford in the second half. Yep. How about that? All right, so we'll clean up the rest of the scoreboard. It's getting tight over at the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, a caught up on the board, excuse me, up at the line right now with a 61-54 lead for Boise State, and a lot more to get to in terms of previews for the rest of these conference tournament games as well. So don't go anywhere. It's the Edge here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. And while we're on break, make sure you hit up Vsin.com, check out everything you have to offer: the live odds, the betting splits, and much more. Best bets and more previews on the other side.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. You ready for a fresh start? A real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days. Your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 64-58, we are tracking the uh, Boise State-Nevada matchup. Uh, humans, and on the Wolfpack here, I have Boise State for the tournament. That's, that's got to be a shooting yes, foul. Yes, that is a foul. So we'll see. 5-12 uh, left to go in that matchup. <laughs> all tied up, a 69-all for Boy- uh, excuse me, uh, Boston College and Miami. Winner gets to move on and take on the Duke Blue Devils. We've got about a minute and nine seconds left to go in that extra time period, overtime. Uh, Tulsa up 34-24 over Wichita State. Shockers go off as the favorite here, but it is, the, it is uh, Tulsa with the 10-point, make it 13-point lead uh, over the Shockers. And uh, last look, Kansas was pulling away from West Virginia. We'll see if that's going to be the case. And uh, Arizona, on my screen right now, I have as a very tepid 65-63 lead over the Stanford Cardinal, Matt Eumanns. That's surprising because uh, the Cardinal have been so bad throughout most of the Pac-12 season. Arizona, you would think, 
can almost show up and sleepwalk to a double-digit win in that game. But these tournaments are weird, man. Well, I was, I've said this on a couple other shows I've been on this week. Be careful playing favorites mm-hmm. and laying points in these tournaments because a lot of times these top teams get overhyped by the media. Uh, they don't get – when you put teams on neutral courts – you're going to see a lot different results than you expect a lot of times because you're not going to get the fans. You don't have the home advantage. You don't have the refs, uh, the home court ref advantage. And uh, things can become a lot different. And, you know, Arizona and Tucson is tough. Arizona is going to be tough anywhere. But Arizona on a neutral here in Vegas, not so tough so far uh, today, 65-63 on top of uh, Stanford. You just see some bizarre results when you get in these tournament settings on neutral courts, and uh, the reason is uh, home court in college basketball is so strong. Oh, yeah. And then uh, when you get to neutrals, some of these uh, favorites are going to be a lot more fragile than you think. Uh, also worth updating, uh, according to Joe Lenardi's most recent uh, bracketology, again, this is one bracketologist, Creighton was one of the last four buys, well, so fighting for their lives, and they were up 63-58 over Marquette over at the Big East uh, quarterfinals. So all updated in terms of the scores that are live. LSU starting to pull away back. Uh, so after cutting that to 10, Missouri now back down 18 uh, against LSU. Let's talk best bets. Uh, and then we'll get to the rest of the previews. We've got a couple of Big East games uh, left on the table that we can get to for later tonight. Uh, NBA, yes, the association still lives. Only two games today, though. NBA smart. They know what today is. Get out of the way. Just throw up two games. Two good ones, though. Well, huh? NBA had 12 games last night. Right. Uh, I think that's why the schedule was loaded last night in the association. And then, uh, you know, when college basketball's kind of going to take the spotlight. What do you have? Did You You didn't have a best bet yesterday, right? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't send anything in. I did have, uh, luckily, uh, took six with the Pistons, fell right on that. So uh, a push against the Chicago Bulls. Pistons, depending on how you look at it, if you want to use a close of six and a half, which some spots did. Now, nine and oh, ATS in their last nine, Matt Humans. Uh, but regardless, Nets plus four and a half against the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's do it, baby. Uh, this is going to be clearly the best test or the biggest test that this defense for Philly has faced up to this point, uh, right? In terms of James Harden and oh, Joel Embiid. So. Ben Simmons and the Nets are going to be hard to handle. He's playing, right? Ben Simmons? He's there. I know. I'm joking. He's on the bench. Yeah, I, know. I know. I'm joking, too. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. He's there. There's we no, knew he would be. There's no chance he was going to play in this game. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised he's even going to be in street clothes on the bench. Yep. Oh, did you see? I got to send it to you. Danny Green, it was an interview. I think it was Rosillo. Uh, with a lot of details about like everything with Philly and uh, you know the situation with Ben Simmons, um, how all of them thought they were going to get traded. They didn't think they were going to get anything back for Simmons, like really? the players. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I'll send you some of the tidbits. But anyway, Nets plus four and a half. To me, I'm really interested in seeing Philly tested because it's not like the Brooklyn Nets are like a defensive dynamo by any stretch. But you have Matisse Thybul. All right, cool. Let's throw Matisse Thybul on Kyrie Irving. But outside of that, who's matching up with Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. Who's taking the assignments and chasing around Seth Curry? Because Tyrese Maxey and James Harden aren't really great defenders. And Tobias Harris is fine, but right. he's not a threat to a guy like Kevin Durant. And so you could really see a situation in this Nets team playing at a really high level offensively yet again. And here's the thing. That Celtics game, they lost. Depending on the number you got, you covered it. But against one of the best defenses, actually right now the best defense in the NBA, defensive or excuse me, offensive rating of 120, had an offensive rating of 124 against the Charlotte Hornets. When Kyrie and Kevin Durant are together, they're really freaking good. That's not a surprise. So I think that the uh, the 76ers are in for it. This total's climbed a lot here too, but Nets plus four and a half. I will ride it because I think uh, on the road, I'm going to be betting some Nets games now that KD and Kyrie are together yet again. Oh, Kyrie dropped 50 a couple nights ago. Yep. Uh, as far as college hoops goes, so we talked about a couple of these. We actually haven't focused on this quite a bit, and we were kind of saving this for here. Uh, Wyoming, pick mm-hmm. against UNLV. I think the Cowboys uh, take the rematch here, Matt. And I know you know the losing streak in Vegas. What is it now, 19 straight to UNLV in Las Vegas? Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys. But having said that, you go back to that first match, but you and I talked about this. I thought the way that they defended Bryce Hamilton was great. Blitzing off screens, forcing him to get the ball out of his hands. He had four assists in that game. He actually mm-hmm. did a pretty good job handling it. But he was 3 of 15 from the floor, and you're not going to get Ham to hit, I think, about, what, three three-pointers like he did in that matchup. Right. Graham Ike in that matchup, too, 6 of 19, but they still didn't have an uh, answer for Hunter Maldonado. I think they're going to get the rematch here. Wyoming pick versus UNLV. We talked about Baylor and Oklahoma. The fact that I don't think Oklahoma, again, against a really good defensive opponent, is going to be able to overcome the loss of Elijah Harkless. Last three games, great, but against lesser competition. Don't think that's going to be the case here against Baylor. And then give me Colorado plus one against Oregon. Like we talked about earlier, I think that this is one where uh, this Colorado team is going to be able to grab one against a uh, shorthanded Oregon team, as we know. 
you can get away with it in their last matchup against Oregon State. I don't think against a, a good shooting team in Colorado. So also sweating out Boise State plus three ten and Wake Forest ten to one. Oh no, Wake Forest has been eliminated. So, but Boise State plus three ten to win the Mountain West still alive. Although they're flirting with disaster here, only up five with four oh seven left. They're not to go. flirting with disaster. I hope they don't cover. But, they did one of the, uh, they're doing this, like looking across the bar and like doing the. the Broncos like, are going to win this game. Uh, the question oh, is whether or not they're going to cover. Huh? Don't say that. They're going to win the game. Are they going to cover? They're six and a half point favorites. Right now, Nevada at the free throw line with uh, 4.07 to go and uh, down 4.6763. I'm not on the opposite side of any of your games. In fact, I lean to all your sides as well. Uh, I'm not going to bet the Wyoming UNLV game, though, because uh, the Cowboys have lost 19 straight in Vegas against UNLV for a reason. <laughs> Yes. And the last time these teams played here, a week and a half ago or so, uh, you and I were both on UNLV in that game. Mm-hmm. I, I I tend to think this uh, Cowboys team's a little bit overrated, too. Maybe a little to, bit it, phony. Yeah. Uh, because needing to go to overtime against a Fresno State team that was in a terrible situation in that game in Laramie yeah. last week, to me, mm-hmm. was a real, really a red flag. And we're seeing the Cowboys, I think they were hot early in the season. They peaked. And I think they're on the decline. Yeah. And uh, we've kind and, of seen that, too. So I have some concerns about the Cowboys. I'm not going to play that. And really quickly, uh, they are desperate. Like, they're on the bubble. And if they oh, lose yeah. this game, they are they are very much in danger of not even making it to the NCAA tournament, which at one point seemed like a, a mortal lock that they were going to make it. Oh, no so, question yeah, they it. need this win in a big way. Oh, short-armed the, uh, the baby hook in the lane. 67-64 Boise, Nevada with uh, three and a half minutes to go. All right. So I had a winner with Butler last night. Uh, getting six and a half. The dog lives in yeah. overtime. Uh, Butler goes to OT and beats Xavier last night. Uh, I took an ugly dog that did not um, get there. Oregon State. Michigan this morning up 17 with 12 and a half minutes to go and uh, loses to Indiana. So that's a loss. So that puts me at 38 and 35 here on this on the plays on this uh, show on College Hoops. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead. I said I took the seven with St. John's in this game. This is a Big East game at the Garden. I think the Johnnies are gonna give uh, Villanova all it can handle in that game later today. Uh, so plus seven with uh, St. John's. Also plus nine with uh, Washington State tonight in the Pac-12 against UCLA. I think that number is a little bit inflated. And uh, I took three this morning with Hawaii against UC Riverside. It looks like most spots are showing. Uh, most spots are showing two and a half on that. You might be able to find a three out there in Hawaii at some point. That's in the Big West tonight in Henderson in the uh, the new arena. I'm going to be out there to watch that game. And uh, the first time Hawaii and Riverside played, well, they played just over a month ago in Riverside. Hawaii led that game at the half, and it went down to the wire. Riverside ended up with uh, free throws and the end game stuff, ended up winning by five. But <clears throat> I think uh, Hawaii is a – I have Hawaii rated a slightly better team. And uh, I'll take the three tonight in the game. I think that's going to go to the wire. So most of my favorite plays were this morning and this afternoon. Uh, but if I got to come up with something tonight, it's going to be St. John's plus seven, Washington State plus nine, and uh, Hawaii plus three. All right. Um, Conference tournament futures: Duke minus one twenty-five to win the ACC. Yep. I have to sweat that one out this morning. Villanova plus one fifty to win the Big East. So I need Villanova to win, but not cover against St. John's. And San Diego State plus 325 to win the Mountain West. Uh, all right. Last 30 seconds. You've got 30 seconds to react to two things. One, baseball's back. Tentative agreement between the Players Association and the owners. Two, Khalil Mack, now a Los Angeles Charger. Go. <laughs> well, I thought the Bears, the deal they made for Khalil Mack was a bad one from the start. They gave away too much. For a player, you had to make uh, the highest paid defensive, uh, highest paid defensive player in the league, as well as giving away the first round picks. I kind of like the deal for the Chargers. As far as baseball, I expected this. Yeah, you get 162, baby, and I'm gonna watch like 60 of them, and then the Angels are gonna suck. It's negotiating. You know it was gonna go to the wire, but a deal would get done. My guys in the desert coming up next. Good luck today, folks. <laughs>